Hey, how are you? First of all, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come talk to you on career day. Now, I am not Mr. Carl Peterson, and I don't have a career per se. I guess you could say my career is living and loving, and I do that to the utmost. I see all you fresh-faced kidlets sitting there in your neat little rows, and you're all just pods, pods waiting for your instructions. Now, some of you are going to get zapped right away and be 15-year-old prodigies, little midget Olympic gymnasts with their pictures on cereal boxes. Some of you will go on to college and you'll find your rhythm there and then go chase down the titans of industry or maybe straighten out our problems at the UN. But some of you, and this is the group that no one ever comes into career day and addresses, and it's criminal. Some of you are just going to float along, eating spicy foods, humming black people's music into your 30s, well into your 30s, languishing. This group of pods is going to do a lot of languishing, and you're going to take some heat for it. Sadly, you will. Europe's a little easier. They seem to understand a little better. So South America. I went to Argentina one time, and everyone just seemed to be sitting around. And it was beautiful. But that's okay. You stay loose. Stay liquid. You laugh a lot. But be ready. That's what Dupree's doing with his life's little pod. Stay nimble. Until I get the call from the mothership. I resume the dot. Then I fight. Then you'll see Dupree coming in here throwing seven different kinds of smoke. <laughs> That's fine. The pods that were supposed to hear this did. It'll kick in when it needs to. I'm done here. Thoughts and ideas expressed in this podcast are only those of the authors and guests of the podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Soberless Thoughts. I'm Michael Lindenberg. I'm Alex Corley. And these are our Soberless Thoughts. Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, tonight, I don't know uh, what's going on. But we're back on the Zoom. Yay. We're back on uh, internet internet broadcasting uh, for the night. Because as you can tell through my voice, I'm a little under the weather. So I'm drinking a lot of alcohol because that's medicine, right? Because that's what grandpa did. So what I'm drinking tonight, (laughs) I don't know what you're drinking, Alex, but I'll tell you what I'm drinking real quick. Right. So I took my uh, I took my picture uh, for my blender, and I filled it with ice, and then I put all of the rest of the Kahlua that I had in there, and then I put all of the rest of the bourbon cream that I had in there, and then I put a bunch of Bailey's Irish cream in there. Yeah. And uh, and then I filled it the rest of the way up with milk and then put a whole bunch of chocolate syrup in there. Wow. Blended it up. And uh, I have just a little bit left in my third glass of the pitcher. That was the last of the pitcher. So that's what I'm drinking. 
<laughs> what would you call that? Explain that. All right. Do it for me one more time real quick. <laughs> all right. Kahlua. Kahlua. Uh, bourbon cream. Bourbon cream. Okay. Bailey's. Bailey's. And that's all the alcohol. And then milk and chocolate syrup. It sounds delicious. It is. Uh, it is amazing. It's thick. It's it's definitely your like. Did you blend it? You said. Oh yeah. Uh, I made so, it like a smoothie. Um. See, the clue is going to give it some coffee. The Bailey's going to give it that Irish cream. You said bourbon cream too. Yeah. Um. Boone County bourbon cream. Boone County. Um. Man, milk. I mean, it's kind of almost kind of like a a white Russian, but yeah, I would call it like a dirty Kentuckian. I don't know. Because uh, <laughs> it's, it's the Kahlua, you know, like white yeah. Russians, Kahlua, vodka, and milk or half it's really half and half but i've used milk before but it's half and half but you're doing milk but you thicken it up with the two bourbon creams it's got bourbon so there's kentucky and the kalua so yeah uh but it's there's so many things in it that i'm just like and then you blended it so then that is kind of like a mudslide so yeah it's like a an appalachian slide yeah 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 it sounds uh, delicious, by the way, especially in this hot weather. Oh, it is. Well, we I kind of made this one time before, and we we did call it something. It was because you said it was like a like a, instead of white Russian or no, instead of mudslide, it was a uh, something avalanche. Do you remember? <laughs> no, I do vaguely remember, but yeah. <laughs> The Appalachian a- avalanche, avalanche. No, there was like a Moscow avalanche or something like that. Yeah. Instead of white, because it was like white Russian plus mudslide equals Moscow avalanche or something. Right. Some shit like that. Right. <laughs> Siberian avalanche. Siberian avalanche. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am not. I went the op the exact opposite route of you. You oh. prepped, you blended, you squeezed and fruited and all this other stuff you had to do. You had a milk cows. <laughs> I literally just poured a shot into a glass and I'm going to do a shot of bourbon. It's actually a double shot of Elijah Craig small batch, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, 94 proof, 47% alcohol. Uh, Yeah. Your one shot probably has more alcohol than my entire picture. That <laughs> that is, yeah, it probably does <laughs> because you can just drink Kahlua and you know Kahlua and that bourbon cream is probably like thirty five percent alcohol uh, or thirty five proof. I'm sorry, uh, or no, yeah, no, I can't even think right now. Um, Bailey's is a munchie, right? No. My teachers in high school used to put that in their coffee, and they yeah, they definitely weren't saying. drunk. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, sorry, I had to delete something real quick. I put a car for sale in 2020, and I still get messages every once in a while, like, "Hey, is this car still for sale? You want to trade for a a Ford Expedition, maybe '94?" Like, no, no, I do not. I didn't then. I don't now. 
and I sure as shit uh, delete this listing. Yes, for the love of all things. Ford Expedition, though, man, that's big, man. You get you can fit a lot of babies in that. Yeah, you get all the babies in a Ford Expedition. Right. Yeah, it, uh, dude, I've had some wild people like people i guess they're just car people but sometimes they're like pieces of shit like like i was selling this uh yeah i was selling the Maz the 2002 Mazda Miata 6 6 speed and uh this guy was like you want a straight up trade i'll give you a like a 87 uh, 5.0 Mustang with no engine. I'm like, no. What the fuck am I going to do with a car with no engine? Yeah, right. Like, I need something I can fucking drive. Right. I get it if he thought like I was a car. Well, I you can call me a vet. I mean, I like cars. If I had the money, I would probably put money into them and build some, but I don't. And I was just trying to get money out of this thing. See, I like cars too, but I wouldn't. You know what I would do? What? I would pay somebody to build the car for me. And then I would just want the finished product. <laughs> you I know? Mean, if I had enough money. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then like on top of that, like a lot of these, a lot of these gearheads are like, uh, I want it like the classic, you know, I want everything like original, the, the original shit, the original stereo, this and that. And that. I'm like, I don't want any of that shit. I want the entire inside completely updated. Right. You want a resto mod <laughs> where they just rest, where they restore it and update it. You know, put AC in them. They put normal seat belts. They put a, you know, like a CD player or like, you know, an auxiliary. So you can actually listen to shit like new rims. It doesn't have to be the ones from the sixties. Like I like that too, to be honest with you. Now, there is a couple cars I would want restored to a factory now, but they'd be old, but they're meant to be old, like an old Cadillac from the fifties or something. But I, I gotta say, if I had like a, Chevelle, even that, even that dude, like I no. just, I just like the, and like you'd see the outside of it and like, I would want the older rims. I want the whole outside to look like it stepped right out of 1968. Yeah. But then once you open the door and you sit inside, you're like, oh, shit, I am in. I am in 2022. Right. It's got like the fucking lights all the way around on the ceiling, LED lights, fucking <laughs> subwoofers in the back, dude. <laughs> Completely like pimp my ride on the inside. Right. But, but the classic on the outside. That's what I would waste my money on if I was a millionaire. <laughs> right. I uh I I mean I, I do have an 89 Jeep that I would love to do that to. Like I I do. I actually try to talk my wife into it all the time. She I I'm pretty sure if I go first, she's selling that damn thing immediately. And it makes me sad. Uh <laughs> she doesn't have it doesn't have the sentimental value in it now i love the car and yeah. she like we have this discussion every six months of what are you doing with that i'm like well 
right now I can't do anything because I don't live. We don't have a house to keep it at for me to work on it. I can't do anything. I want to. I was like, we could sell the car I'm driving right now. Let me take all that money and I'll dump it into that and I'll drive it every day. Like, I'm totally cool with that. I've said it for years, uh, but no, but no it's, it's not reliable. It's not this like, honestly, you know, whatever money I'd get out of the car I'm driving now, it's probably just going to scratch the surface of like the body work on it. Like it's getting rust spots. You're going to have to go through it, probably refabricate some stuff. Probably need to, the frame probably has a little rust on it. I'm sure that'll have to, I'll have to find a new frame. Like, I don't know. It's the whole thing that's going to have to happen. I already know it. Jesus. Alex, did you take that shot yet? No. Are we ready? Are we, we drinking? Yeah, we need to drink this, dude. All right. Need- let's try it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cotton candy and a rotten mouth. You know you're so fucked up. No, I couldn't help but have it for you. And everybody knows the way I walk and knows the way I talk and knows the way I feel about you. It's all a bunch of shit and there's nothing to do around here. It's totally fucked up. I'm totally fucked up. Wish you were here the Streets that only turn to boulevards And houses with backyards And it's raining like hell on the cars And everybody knows the way I walk And knows the way I talk Knows the way I feel about you It's all a bunch of shit Nothing to do around here It's totally fucked I'm totally fucked I wish you were here And if I could have my way We'd take some drugs Mine's like a full-on milkshake, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Mine was Bernie. (laughs) Bernie. 
It was Bernie. It was Sanders. Bernie dude, Sanders. Uh, dude, I made this and yeah. I, I like poured the first glass and uh, took the first drink out of it and just looked at my wife and was like, oh my God. Like every time I make this, this is like the fourth or fifth time I've made this for myself. Every time I make it, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is my favorite thing to drink. Yeah. Why, why don't I do this more? And now I know why. Like, this time was I completely emptied out the bourbon, cream, the Kahlua. Like, it was, that was the end of it. Yeah. And I just bought the new bottle of Bailey's because I used the last of that the last time I made this. So I do make this often. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, it is amazing. Right. It probably does wonders for my physique. <laughs> so uh talking about uh buying these cars with our millions and millions of dollars, in order to get those million millions of dollars, we need to have jobs and that are gonna make us those millions and millions of dollars. Alessandro. See? Yeah. Yeah. What's the best way to make millions and millions of dollars? Is to get drunk and think of something to fucking do. You damn right. We gotta think of it. We, we gotta brainstorm. <laughs> we need to figure out ways for people, for us, for everybody. Actually, just us to make to make things. That's a what, what's life's about making things. Um, yeah, side hustles. Side <laughs> hustles. God, I've been on a side hustle kick. Right. I. I kept a dude. Can I, all right. I'm going to go off on a venture right now. I swear. Go on Google. You listening at home. Go on Google right now and yeah. giggle and giggle and Google side hustles. And I promise you one of the first things, every video that pops up, someone's going to go vending machines. Yeah. Vending machines, that. man, bro, bro, vi- bro, vi- vending machines. And you're like, okay, what about vending machines? They're like, all right, so this is what you do. You buy a vending machine. Look, you can go on this website that I'm sponsored by and buy a vending machine from them for like $500 to $5,000. And then you just got to go find somewhere that'll let you put it there. You don't even have to pay them to do it. They just will like you ha- them having it there. And then just go to Sam's Club or Costco, fill it up and charge people more money than what you bought the shit for. And then every so often go there, take the money out, count it, restock it full of quarters and whatever odd nid shit, and then passive income. I was like, yeah, kind of passive income. And I'm also like, my problem is, where the hell do you put one of these things? Number one. And two, it's like, I've watched someone else that's I've been getting way in the business world lately. So I'm sorry for everyone out there listening. I'll probably spout it on some episodes, but, uh, the, uh, this other guy I was watching, he was going, that's the stupidest shit ever. It was like, you got to spend time every week or two weeks filling these damn things up, which I'm like, yeah, totally. I knew that was going to happen. So it's not passive. You got to actually put in the work. Uh, you got to worry about these things getting broken into and robbed. Yeah. Uh, nothing's it, nothing's nothing is just fucking sit back and collect money. Yeah, all these Every, passive side hustles are bullshit. Yeah, everything you have to work at. Right. I'm not even worried about working at, but the only way to make money off a vending machine is to put it 
in a high traffic area. Now, granted, if you find somewhere like where I thought of, I first thought of was a laundromat because I've seen someone else talk about the business of owning a laundromat and how, uh, how much money they make off of it. And it's not passive because you got to keep the upkeep and all this other stuff, but it's, I guess it's low maintenance on the sense of like stuff breaks. You might have to do refunds, but like people do the work themselves. You don't have to do anything other than just make sure these machines work and collect money. Right. So I get that, but yeah, sorry. I was, there's also a bunch of other shit. I've been, I've got a whole dry erase board of shit. They've wrote that. I wrote down going, eh, uh, eh, uh, maybe, um, start an online company, right? Like maybe a t-shirt company. I was, I was about to tiptoe off of that. <laughs> like what Mike, uh, what do you mean? I don't know. Like, uh, like dangerous t-shirts.com. That's, that's interesting. How, yeah. um, that seems like a, I've, I've gone to their website. It's a very like, you know, industrious site. That's like, not like, it's cool. Like they have a lot of great t-shirts. They do. You uh, know what they do actually have on that website? Well, serverless thoughts, t-shirts. Yeah, they do actually have that. I did see that they have <laughs> a serverless thoughts t-shirt. So, uh, Merch is available, everybody. Yep. If you want a Soberless Thoughts t-shirt, you just need to go to DangerousT-shirts.com and right. uh, you'll see a Soberless Thoughts t-shirt right there ready for your purchase. Right there. It's ready for. It's ready to go. Size is small to 3XL. Oh. The uh, little guys and the big guys. Yeah. But that's, but honestly, though, that's something you could do. Like, just because like just me thinking as you're talking about that because like once you get all that set up and you get everything like on a on a website set up whatever the product is that you're going to be selling you're done right and then every once in a while you do sales or you add new product or whatever and that's it and you just have to keep yourself relevant in social media and and promote yourself. And that's pretty, pretty much, much all you have to do. That's the big thing. I, as Mike knows, I've recently taken on new responsibilities on my day job. And I am now, a, I work nights now. And so at night, I tend to fill up my, uh, my evenings with research with R&D for not just the podcast, but for life. And I went down a wild rabbit hole of social media marketing. And holy crap. One, I got to say, I feel like we've done a lot of things that I've researched. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all what's about. Just constant continuity. Continuality. Is that, a, is that a word? Am I making shit up? I think I'm making shit up. Probably. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. No, matter. it, it doesn't just, matter. You just like say it. words, and then Continue. whatever comes out, you know, it works. That's, that's life. That's my life. You just yeah. described it exactly. <laughs> that's what I do. Continuality. I just, I just uh, like to keep my mouth open, and whatever comes out, you know, I just roll right. with it. I don't apologize for shit. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Well, so. The reason we're talking about side hustles and business because we are going to go over 
some of the top 10 businesses and I guess inventions that um, have been created over a few beers. Top or drinks. 10 businesses and inventions created over a few beers or drinks. Yep. That's Do you a long start at- fucking title, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> do you want to start at number 10 or do you want to go? Yeah, let's start at 10 one. and work our way up to the number one thing. Okay. So I found on mentalfloss.com. Mental um, floss. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, did a lot of research for this one. That's what uh, the girls <laughs> used to call my pube hair when they got stuck in their mental, mental floss. floss. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> i just got done braining their dome like oh shit respectfully uh, very, very respectfully very respectfully uh, so number 10 is the iron man triathlon really okay yeah uh it wasn't in a bar but it was over a couple of beers and an awards banquet at the uh, medal ceremony for the uh, premier relay in 1977. Omaha. Uh, John and Judy Collins realized that if they did the 2.4 mile uh, Waikiki rough water swim, then the 115 mile round the island bike race minus a few miles, they would be close to the start of the line of the Honolulu Marathon. Wouldn't it be fun to do all three? The first to finish would be called an Iron Man. Yep, that's a drunken idea if I ever heard one. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, that's insanity, is what that is. Yeah, I was like, only CrossFit crazy meatheads would get drunk and go, you know, it'd be fucking crazy. You know how like we do one workout, one workout and train for it. Let's do fucking three. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, man. Oanu? Oanu? I, bet I, I, bet, I bet it started out with Perry like meter relay. I bet I could do that. I bet I could do that. I yeah. bet I could. I bet I could swim and then bike. And then the next guy's like, I bet I could swim and then bike and then run a fucking marathon. Yeah. It's like that's bullshit. A- do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how that shit happens. It's like, oh, you want to go, bro? Yeah. Winners winners called the Iron Man bitch. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> we need to come up with the Iron Man for drinking. The beer Olympics. I've always wanted to do a beer Olympics, like in yeah. uh beer fest. Oh man, it'd be so fun. So fun. I know. I was like, I always thought if I owned my own brewery or like something like a bar someday, like to have one, but you'd have to limit the beer because people get too shit faced and you'd have liability issues. Or yeah. or everyone, uh, whatever, I'm sure, but uh but I was trying to think of like events, not like, or you do it over the course of like a week where every day you do a different event. Like this is quarters. The next is beer pong. The next is, um, I don't know, a mile run in a beer chug, like, or a chug a beer. Then you run a mile, then you chug a beer. Yeah. 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 Uh, that would yeah. You'd just be thrown up all over the place. 
Exactly. And if you throw up, you're disqualified. <laughs> yeah. You lose points. It's everybody be out. So like those super healthy people that could run the fucking mile probably can't run with a gut full of beer. Right. Exactly. Dude, I could run all day with a gut full of beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <clears throat> hey, dude, did you see uh, the first two weekends next month? There's a pop-up bar called the Haunted Tavern in no. Cincinnati. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, it's at this like uh, local like like old theater. You know how they convert those old theaters into different things? Yeah. So it's and it's uh, it's just a pop-up bar. It's only here for two weekends, but they have like this whole like Haunted thing going on like theme going on i think it's like 55 dollars a person yeah uh and you're there for like an hour and a half and that that includes everything like all your drinks and like they have specialized mixed cocktails and all this other shit anyways i sent it to my wife and she's like uh do you even know me <laughs> like i'm not going to that and then so i was like oh well I ha- next time i talk to alex i have to bring it up to him like that sounds like something soberless thoughts is going to <laughs> sounds like we're having a a field trip yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah send me the dates man if okay. we put it in the books now and we go wifeys we need this time for this right they'll go oh okay right i'm uh, pretty sure it's the first two weekends of august okay so i'll i'll send you uh i'll send you the information Siri, remind me first two weekends of August, the haunted bar with Mike. Haunted Tavern. Whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> she doesn't know the difference. Siri's um, very smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that sounds cool as shit. Uh, I've been I've been itching to go do something. So cool. Uh, all right. So number nine on ideas came up with while drunk uh the gift of the magi which i think we've actually i don't know i don't know if we've had him as a drunkard in history and i've been meaning to and i we talked about him but some of the best literature in history has been created after a drink or two just ask our boy ernest hemingway or william snyder porter better known by his pen name uh oh henry was a fan of writing uh, method as well in the early 1900s porter who lived just down the street parked himself in pete's tavern the third booth from the window to be exact and pinned the gift of the magi isn't that where the fake quote comes from him that says uh right drunk edit sober yes so I looked that up one time because because every time I see that quote, it says Ernest Hemingway underneath it. Right. And uh, apparently, according to like Snopes or somebody, some kind of fact check place, they said that uh, Ernest Hemingway like never actually said anything like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was like some Irish dude like a hundred years ago said something kind of close to that. Right. Like nobody, like they're not sure. They're not sure exactly where the specific right drunk edit sober comes from. 
Right. So he might have just said it, but maybe he could have said it in a bar one day. Right. And then, then, but like he never like actually wrote that anywhere. You know what I mean? But it could have been, it could have been something that he just walked around saying all the time when people were like, you have any advice for us? I'm trying to write my uh, uh, fictional book and. Do, do you like what would you say I could I should do? He'd be like, get fucked up. Yeah. First of all, uh, just get really fucking plastered. Write everything that comes to your mind. And then uh, do that for like seven days straight. And then take about a week off, sober up, and then go in and try and edit what you wrote. And I wish you luck. Here's what's funny. I just looked that up real quick. And it said that uh, while Hemingway definitely was a boozer, he wrote in the mornings and didn't start drinking till the afternoon. So he actually never wrote drunk. Well, there you go. So that's funny. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but that's just what it says. He wrote uh, in the mornings. Yeah. That, that was his version of morning wood. But at the same time, if he was a boozer, you assume at some point he wrote drunk. Like there's, especially if he was a writer. Like, come on now. Yeah, come on now. Everybody. Right. All right. Uh, Number eight, Farrington B. Uh, Doesn't ring a bell? I bet it does when you see it. And I do not get the image, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it just... the image is blank on this thing. This might be a old website shit. It says, yep, those squared off letters and numbers that look back at you from almost every card in your wallet were invented in a bar at Waldorf Astoria. David H. Shepard, who invented the optical card reader, created the Farrington B. numeratic font to try to combat the smudging and smearing that would inevitably occur at gas station pumps. One of the first place optical characters... <laughs> recognition would be used these days credit card companies could use comic sans for the accounting numbers if they really wanted it all the pertinent information to be gathered from the magnetic strip on the back but Furlington b is the kind of tradition so it's the numbers on the front of the fucking credit card i guess yeah that one's so so somebody got drunk and goes let's just stamp the card and have them raise bro yeah, bruh. Uh, bruh. Like, I'm tired bruh. of people. Like, this lady's wanting money. I just got a card. Uh, number seven. Of course, this, my, like my newer cards, dude, all my newer cards don't have that shit on there. None no. of them. Yeah. Yeah, because it's all magnetic and chip. Yep. So, Farrington B, you're out of here, bro. Denied. Old news. Yep. Uh, number seven is Buffalo Wings. Yeah, and I've actually heard the story of this. Let's see if it's the same one. Ready? Yeah. When the Anchor Bar in Buffalo, New York, accidentally received a shipment of buffalo wings instead of chicken parts in 1964, they made lemons, figuratively, of course. Uh, Teresa Bellasimo coated the wings in a sauce of her own recipe, then served them with blue cheese and celery. Uh, because that's what she had on hand. They were a hit with her son and his friends group. A Buffalo wing was born. The anchor still served wings in the secret 
special sauce. See, I actually heard it was like, yes, the same story. Basically, they're at this bar and this guy was like, I want something to eat. And she goes, all I have is these. He goes, that's fine. Cook them up. And she goes, well, I want to do something. And he like, I guess he wanted, maybe he wanted spicy. I don't know. Um, and they ended up just coating it in the sauce and loved it. And then they kept making it. Like it was some like, like this might've been like later, but like, I don't know. I, that's what I heard. So like, what are the, what are the chicken? Like, the buffalo wings like what are they actually it's i know it's chicken right right so what like what is it like it, what part of that what part of the what, chicken is it so here's the funny part back then the everyone didn't want the chicken legs and the chicken wings right they wanted the chicken breasts i guess thighs chicken thighs but they didn't they you know no one really had a no one really wanted the wings or the legs. So they would just like discard them as like, no one wants to deal with eating the bone of the chicken, right? Without getting a good hunk of meat. So people would discard them, throw them away, yada, yada. And I guess this lady was like, this is all I got. And he goes, whatever, make it. And then next thing you know, she fries them up, batter, you know, sauces them up. And it became like, a national pastime. God, I want some chicken wings. I've actually been thinking about that for a while. <laughs> like if right, I was dude. on death row, my last meal would probably be chicken wings. That's how much I fucking love them. Dude, we got to. So I got to take you to B dubs and independence. Okay. I don't know how much money these people launder because <laughs> that is the <laughs> only way that they stay open. Cause there's never, there's never more than, three or four cars in a parking lot right ever ever and yet they're always open yeah i'm down but anyways yeah that's my place that's like like if i ever like go to watch like a ufc event and like like i go to a place and it's packed and i'm like shit i'm like okay i know i can go to the b-dubs and independence and there will be 10 open tables that i can go to and sit down at well i mean hey do what you gotta do as long as the chicken hey here's the big test if we go in and the chicken wings are crap yeah it's because they haven't spent the time to learn how to actually make this stuff every time i've eaten there it's been great see they maybe it's just you know it's consistency they always have the same five people five tables filled up probably probably the same dudes in there every time Right. Yep. Um, so here's a fun one. Quidditch. Quidditch? Yeah. Do you know what Quidditch is? Is that the game that they play on Harry Potter? Array. Yes, it is. Okay. Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling created Quidditch in a pub after having a fight with her then boyfriend. In my deepest, darkest soul, she said, I would quite like to see him hit by a bludger. That doesn't. That's not the, what Quidditch is. You don't. I honestly, I dude, I don't know. I've never I mean, watched any Harry I Potter mean, movies. She probably. All right. So let's let's break it down. She had a fight with her boyfriend. She goes to yeah. fu- like fuck him. Goes to the bar, gets her drink on. She was like, I'd like to slap that dude without getting in trouble for it. And yeah. then 
like, you know, there's the thought process. And then she goes, well, what, what if I do this? What if uh, like, you know, if Harry Potter flying through the air or whatever, however her thing is done. Yeah. Um, so it's just the inspiration, I guess, is the real take from that one. All she had was a, was a marble in her pocket and she pulled it out and whipped it at him. <laughs> <laughs> Flying to the air, like catch this bitch, and then yeah. like, and yeah. then that sprang the whole idea. Yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "You don't get any tonight unless you find it." And now you got to search this whole bar because I threw it across the room. And now right. he's the seeker, and then you know That's he right. gets in a fight, and there's the bludgers, and yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, <laughs> it makes we just wrote Harry. Sense. We just wrote Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, uh, number five. <laughs> This is going to be exciting for some people. Fucking Shark Week. Shark Week? Seriously? Yeah. That's what it says. It's coming up. In the recent article in The Atlantic, executive producer Brooke Runette said that the idea for Shark Week was definitely scribed down on the back of a cocktail napkin at a bar during a post-work brainstorming session that included Discovery Discovery Channel's executive John Hendricks, Clark Bunting, and Steve... Cheskin. Uh, one of them said something like, you know what would be awesome? Shark Week. And somebody in the next in the next described it down on a napkin said, uh, or yeah, basically said that guy. Less colorful origin stories claim that the idea of Shark Week was hatched in a uh, decision about programming strategies, but Runette notes an idea in the bar comes from many fathers. From yeah. An idea in a bar comes from many fathers. That's funny. That's a weird saying. That is funny. Well, it's because it's like you say it out loud, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And then, like you know, the guy in the fucking strategic for, whatever. For many fathers. Yeah, it's an you know, idea me, in a bar comes from many fathers. Yeah, an idea in a bar comes from many fathers. So I can't we, wait to say that next time we're out at the bar. <laughs> I hope you say it to a civilian. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to just some random dude standing there. You know what, Wait. man? You know what? An idea in a bar comes from many fathers. Like what? I would. Here's what you do. You wait to wait. Here's what we're gonna do. Either you or me, whoever first sees it, has to jump on it. Yeah. We see a guy go up to someone, and they get denied basically oh, okay. like the and then we go up to him the rejection and we go up to goes hey man an idea in a bar has many fathers and then just walk the fuck and away, just walk away. <laughs> yeah like and then but we have to walk out of the bar because we can't have oh, yeah. him come find us yeah. and then me and you just leave and then he's left for the rest of his life going what the fuck does that mean <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to put it on the front of a t-shirt and, uh, <laughs> dude, dude, you should put, um, right. Drunk edit sober. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. There. Oh, for sure. Yeah, oh, that's perfecto. The other morning, I was hanging around in my 
naked, I was checking it out Just then a friend of mine came through the door Said she'd never pegged me for a scumbag before She said she didn't So uh, here's number four, which 
I'm getting more weary about this website. So take it as is, because um, every image is not on here anymore. Uh, this says number four is the Marine Corps. <laughs> okay. On November 10th, 1775, a committee of uh, Continental Congress met at a ton tavern in Philadelphia. The mission to establish two battalions of men prepared to fight for the independence on sea or shore. The tavern's manager was declared the first official recruiter. Legends has it Marines toast to the memory of the ton tavern every year on November 10th. Which, I mean, to put in perspective, our forefathers drank like fish. Like, we would be we would we, I, I'll, I'll put it down. I probably could not hang with some forefathers because they drank like gallons of whiskey a month on top of beer and wine and everything else. Like they put down, that's also why they died at 35, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. Hey, they that, it's not, not cause and effect, man. Come on now. No, no, no. But I'm just saying they didn't live that long. So they did. They, let me put it this way. They didn't live that long, so they drank like it. There you go. There's a quote for you. There you go. If you know you're going to live that long, drink like it. Uh, there you go. That sounds like our most recent post on uh, Instagram. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, even I was kind of proud of that. I'm like, God, that does have a good ring to it. If you're not going to live that long, drink like it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. I want that on a hat. All right. Um so number three. I guess sticking with the theme, a few good men. Aaron okay. Sor- Sorkin wasn't throwing back drinks when he started writing his play, A Few Good Men. He was slinging them. As the bartender at Broadway's Palace Theater, Sorkins organized his thoughts on a napkin while patrons were watching shows. I wrote a few good men during the first act of La Cage Oct Flows. Flows? I don't know. Uh, would come home with a pocket stuffed full of cocktail napkins, as he told C- CBS. So, kind of. I mean, I get it. Bartending is actually good for, you know, like random ideas, like you do mediocre work, you have time to think, especially like hyper talking to people, you get stories and whatnot. I feel like I had some of my. That's if you're not slammed. Yeah, like, yeah, you can't do that shit if you're slammed. You don't even time to have to think. You're like, what? Hey, you need a mojito <laughs> and a blah, 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 blah. Right. You have to be in a laid back bar for that kind of shit. Right. Um, what was that guy that wrote? was that famous writer that wrote uh, like he was like a gas station? T- I don't know. He did like did all these mediocre jobs and wrote his experience, but everybody talks about him. I'm going uh, blank. Anyway, micro. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like people who are way more, I don't know, literally sound. Would no, probably I was just know. talking about micro's dirty jobs. Oh, <laughs> yes. Micro's dirty jobs. Um, Here's a fun one, finally. Number Is this two. Number two. All right. Number two. Number two. Uh, the Pet Rock. Oh, yeah. The Pet Rock. I love Totally the pet get rock. it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it totally makes sense that the Pet Rock was conceived of after a few rounds. 
after a bar conversation about what a, a commitment pets can be, Gary Dahl spent two weeks writing the pet rock training manual and started selling the low maintenance pal for $3.95 not long after. Once the pet rock fade, fade, fad, ugh, the, once the pet rock fad had its run, it's uh, had run its course. Inventory Gary Gal tried to recreate the magic by opening up his own bar so I can sit around and get ideas. After ideas like sand breeding kits and red china dirt was unsuccessful, he ended up creating his own advertising agency. So he tried to capture lightning in a bottle twice by opening a bar and drinking there going, all right, sand breeding kit and red china. Like he just like, let's just take stuff. Let's just take the earth and make toys out of it. I'm like, but dude, the original thing. Okay. The original thing. Listen, there's no fucking way that that was what he originally thought when he created pet rocks. What he thought was, I bet I can get some idiot to fucking buy a rock that I just picked up off the ground. I throw some googly eyes on it or some shit. Right. And then pay me money. And I'll just say that it's your pet. It's your pet rock. Can I tell you? the? the yes, totally. I totally agree. I think it was an auto. Like he was just like, I could sell, you know, I could sell anything. Oh yeah, sell this rock. Here's a pet rock. Like I even if he did it as a joke of like, here's the pet rock training manual. <laughs> like um, but here's the one thing I, I take issue with this, and I've noticed a lot of great companies or ideasts or inventors have is that they they have an idea like the pet rock, which went crazy, made tons of money, right? He then tries to make another idea. That's just a little bit different, but still vaguely similar. And they try to stay in that realm of like pet rock, uh, like sand breeding kit. Like, and what they really need to do is pick up and move completely if they want to get another pet rock. Like, they have to go exact opposite direction because. Like something that is extremely popular, especially if it blows up and fades away real quick. And they always end up like, I'm trying to think of like another example of that, of like, uh, like Crocs. Yeah, like Crocs. So then it's like, all right, let's make like Croc boots. Like no one wants fucking Croc boots. Okay. Pick up and go sideways. Like take the foam and try to like inserts or like, even go further, like I don't know, uh, bar liner, like mats. There you go. Like just yeah. don't try to stick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. It's just something I've noticed with like even working in companies where they're like, "All right, so this was our big seller and our hit, and we're gonna do something that's just like it, but just a little bit different." I'm like, okay, no one wants that. They want, especially working in the brewing industry. Uh, I've seen it where they're like, this is our, this is our bread and butter and we're going to take it and we're just going to slightly change it and call it and market it something differently. I'm like, cool, that ain't going to work. But anyway, that's just me getting on a high horse or like how they fucking every single bar company in the entire world started making 
the fucking uh, hard seltzers. Yes. And it's like, like, just stop. Just right. stop. And now yeah. look, and now look, you, you yeah. won't see that shit anywhere now. No, I was like, you should have, if you, if, if you wanted to be in on that money, you should have been making it, but you were too focused on beer, not seltzer. Right. So like now the only hard seltzer you hardly ever see anymore is the white claw. White claw. Truly. I see, but yeah. you don't see Bud Light seltzer anymore. Hardly. No. No. If you do, it's in the back of the thing. Like it's yeah. You I sure mean, don't I'm, see uh, Coors Seltzer. You don't see fucking Bush Seltzer. No. You don't, you don't see fucking Guinness Seltzer. <laughs> Guinness Seltzer. Holy <laughs> shit, balls! You know, <clears throat> you know Guinness is good for you, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> the uh, hey, that's what all the uh, paleo people. They're like, drink stouts. If you're going to drink beer, drink stouts. I'm like, okay. Like the paleo people? Like the uh, paleolithic? No, the paleo, the people that are like really into like that paleo ancestry diet plan that they're like, you basically only eat and you only consume shit that our ancestor would eat. Like, so like, like, they need. I remember them eating a lot of bison and shit like that. Uh, they don't eat a lot of. Oh, I'm like, down. I'll eat a bison burger all day long. Well, that's the thing. There'd be no bread. Basically, it's like if you couldn't go out and hunt it or pull it out of the ground, you don't eat it. So if you have to process it, even though they've been processing fucking wheat for two thousand years, yeah. uh, that was that would be a no no. So it's like even rice, I think, but like beans, you could eat. Uh, you know, like certain vegetables. I um, bet Bush's baked beans ain't on that list. <laughs> no, it'd be like tons of sugar and shit in that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's country it, style. <laughs> <laughs> damn right. Uh, is there any other way? Come on now. Uh, <laughs> uh, side note, I got to tell you, I had the greatest sandwich today because. I, it made me go back to my childhood because I took a piece of bread, a couple slices of ham, a piece of cheese. I put some mayo on that shit, and I took a sh- fucking handful of Grippo's chips and dumped that shit on it and then covered it with the sandwich and ate it. That sounds delicious. Yeah, dude. I haven't had a chip-filled sandwich in forever. Damn. Side note off of your side note. Yeah, I walked in the fucking Arby's earlier this week, and they got rid of the goddamn cheeseburger already. Fuck yeah! Have you seen those beef prices? Are you insane? And I walked right back out that bitch with a fucking attitude. Yeah, you looked at that guy who said this is the best burger and just flipped him off like, "Hey man, fuck you." Uh- <laughs> Actually, you know what? That was the guy who came up to the counter. <laughs> I was because I was standing away. there looking at the menu, and I was like, "I was like, dude, where's the where's the burgers at?" He's like, "Ah, man, they took <laughs> them, they took them off already." Yeah, I was like, yeah. "I was like, that was quick." He's like, "I know," and I liked them too. I was like, "I know, you made me the best cheeseburger I've ever had." <laughs> He's like, "I'm sorry, man, we don't have them no more." I'm like, "Well, I'm fucking leaving then." 
He's yeah. like, all right. <laughs> he don't care. I know. I was giving him shit. I just love it when customers act like they run the shit. Yeah. Why'd you take the burger off? Yeah, it was me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. My, my bad. My bad, dog. Like, I make minimum wage. Uh, I definitely make those decisions. Yeah. Shit. I knew I shouldn't have took it off the menu. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow. I'll bring it back tomorrow. Right. Let me just call the shipping company and bring some more. All right. Uh, all right. So number one. Number one. Southwest Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, yeah. What's the backstory on that? 1966 lawyer Herb uh, Kelher clients Rolling King owned a small commuter air service in uh, San Antonio King and his banker had been discussing the idea of running a quick commuter service between San Antonio, Dallas, and Houston. They pitched the idea to Keller and the triangular flight route was sketched out on a cocktail napkin. Since then Southwest has expanded to a few more cities. Okay. So the only, so I don't know. All right. So it was just, it the sounds route. like they had the they had the idea, brought it to another guy over drinks, and then they go, "Yes, yeah, of course, right." It was probably in one of those Korean uh, Korean host bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no. Are you talking all, about this? Is all happened in a Korean host bar, man? Yeah. Yeah. That's what okay. yeah. I'm just that's all you need to know. Okay. Hey, all right. That's all we need to know. Went left, left, and then right. <laughs> I said that's a great idea. Right. And then he said next. And then that was and then yeah. who knows who knows what happened after that. And then John the fucking script for John Wick was after that. <laughs> yeah. Then they made trillions. You know what I mean? So things happen, man. Yeah, man. Things happen when you're drinking. Ideas come out. Uh, I I have all my best ideas when I'm at the bar. Right. I had my whole fucking uh, my whole joke on uh, how toilet paper is just blanket for the fishes while I was at the bar. Right. I had I had my whole skit on ghost poop came up I came up with it while I was at the bar. All that stuff. My whole thing on uh how I'm named up named after my dad's dick came was from at the bar. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All my best material came from the bar. I mean, hell, just drinking tonight. We already came up with, you know, if you're not gonna live that long, drink like it. Uh that's right. <laughs> that's right. Right. You know, the problem is whether do you know or not. Right. You know? Yeah, that is the problem. Because if you know that you're not going to live very long, like if you got that call from the doctor and they said you have X amount of time to live, uh, get your orders in a fair, you get the, you get the get your orders in a fair call from the doctor. Right. Which is the worst call to get, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that is. I think that's the worst call. Uh, you know, that's that's the call that you know 
gets you get your orders in a fair. Yeah. What do you do? Well, you get your orders in a fair. It's like you call get family, up. loved one. No, yeah, you get, I mean, get drunk. You go have fun. You go live your life. You go find, you know, fucking transvestites in Cambodia. <laughs> you do things that you would never otherwise do. Bucket list. Yeah, exactly. You get you make a whole new fucking bucket list. Dude, if I knew I was going to die in six months from now, my yeah. bucket list would be a little different than it is now. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, you just made me think like how more depraved would a bucket list be with like the fact that you were like lady boys in Taiwan or wherever you said I was sitting there going like like what like what if that was like like wild shit like that where unlike you know the movie with uh, like basically if this wasn't a family movie how much wilder that shit would be like how much more intense of a movie would that be like all right what movie what are you talking bucket about? Bucket list. Oh, the movie bucket list. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, oh, like, yeah, you know, like, like, I'm going to go to Japan and start a fight with a Yakuza. Uh, dude, just all kinds of crazy shit like just, that. Just wild shit. Just yeah. like people, like, yeah, then I'm going to swing my time. Even if you don't have, like, because that takes it, money. If you don't have yeah. money, like, right. if you're broke ass motherfuckers like you and I, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, first. Audi, I see driving down the road. I'm hitting with my fucking <laughs> Jeep Cherokee. <Right. laughs> you can do anything. Yeah. Like I said, like, do that. Go get some snake whiskey and lady boys. Go run a, go rent a Ferrari and then drive like, it into the Ohio River. <laughs> drive it off a fucking cliff. Like drive it and jump out of it and just let it roll the fuck off and go. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. And just go do something else in fucking sane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd have to tie you down for the last <laughs> right. month. The last life. month, you're tied down in a psych ward. As long as you have that on your list, you're all right. Right. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to break out of one of these. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's what hopefully they don't take x-rays of you and you can pull that pin out of your scrotum. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God. The the extreme bucket list. God, that would be a funny ass comedy. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I think yeah. we just wrote. I think we just wrote another movie script. Is what it was. I think. Hey, you know what? We write yeah. drunk. We edit sober. <laughs> you damn right. We'll listen to it tomorrow. I'm like, man, that's a shitty idea. God, uh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. <sighs> so much, so much hits the cutting room floor. <laughs> all right man uh if you are searching for us on social media you can find us on facebook and instagram just search soberless thoughts and there we are if you are one of those guys that likes to play around on twitter you can find us on twitter just search think soberless or search soberless thoughts it'll pop up that way too uh but it is at think soberless on twitter and uh we don't actually really post on there. We only have like a hundred followers on Twitter. Like 87 of the hundred are blue check mark though. Uh, celebrities. So, 
you know, if you want to be part of the in crowd, you can follow us on Twitter and uh, see the things that we rant and rave about on Twitter. Uh, also, if you're uh, looking to find where you can share uh, the podcast, well, first of all, you're listening to the podcast now if you're listening to my voice and uh, go to whatever it is that you're fucking listening to it on and you hit the share button and then you share it with all your peeps. And that's how uh, we get the word out about serverless thoughts. We don't market. We don't fucking promote on anything. We just do this. Uh, so it's all word of mouth. So that's what you do. You uh, tell other people like, hey, serverless thoughts. It's a podcast. Uh, they get on there. They talk about shit while they're drinking. And we're kind of like the fucking OGs of that because we've been doing yeah. this for fucking years now. And right. there's a lot of podcasts out there that do pretty much exactly what we do now, but they have like, you know, a couple months, a year, maybe at most two years in the bank. Like, right. And, and it's just, you know, basically they listen to serverless sauce and then they're like, we can do that better. And then they do it better, but Hey, we're still here. We haven't gotten anywhere. Right. <laughs> we're still doing our shitty version of the original version. that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying um so yeah uh the whole uh the whole contest thing with a bottle of uh of uh, buffalo trace can't do that lawyer said we can't do that so at this point now i'm just like fuck it uh just we're just gonna do what we do um so, but if you, but we, <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex, yep, there's fucking uh t shirts out there. There is t shirts out there, and you get as many as you want. That's right. And Christmas is running around the corner. You can buy all your friends and family some Soberless Thoughts t shirts. You know, they'd love it. That's right. It's the, it's our beautiful, fantastically uh, crafted uh, logo. Soberless Thoughts logo, just huge right across the front of a t-shirt. Right. Uh, it says Soberless Thoughts has the big ST and it says drink, think, and podcast. And that's us. Uh, and you can find that on dangerous t-shirts.com. Just go there and fucking buy a t-shirt. Buy the sober or if if you want to buy other t-shirts from that website, then you fucking have it. They got a fucking Birds aren't real t-shirt there. I saw. <laughs> yep. Oh, birds aren't real t-shirt. They might have a, they might have a, when you find yourself in a skillet t-shirt there. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll have a whole serverless thoughts collection of serverless thoughts t-shirts that you can get with all of our old sayings on there. We should make some new sayings on there too. Old sayings and new sayings. What are some of the there, dude? There's multiple things that we've said. Oh, that should be on a t-shirt. Like, uh, uh, yeah, save the testes. I know was one of them. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely one. That was like one of the first episodes. Fucking yeah. years ago, back when we were just out of Vietnam. <laughs> Yeah, that was an early one. I 
I don't know. Anyways, that's what I'm trying to say is spread the word, word of mouth. Uh, tell everybody, tell all your friends, neighbors, coworkers, friends, and enemies. You know, I always like to tell my enemies. Let me start over. Alex. <laughs> yeah. Alex. Yeah. Alex. Yep. Alex. Yeah. Alex. Are you when, there? Are Alex, yeah, I'm here. Are, are you there? Did you cut yeah. out, Alex? No. Yeah, yeah. Alex. We're about to say you're about to say it. You're about to say it. You were just about to say it. Yep. But I just now realized last moment, last second, that I didn't tell you the one fucking thing that I wanted to tell you tonight. Oh shit. Yeah. I read this news, dude. I read this news article today. Okay. Uh, from the Daily Beast. I was in tears. I was laughing so hard. And this is not a fucking comedy or parody fucking. This is a legit news source, right? Mm -hmm. So basically (laughs) what's happening is this United States Air Force guy who is passed away now, unfortunately, RIP was like in charge of this like top secret uh, classified laboratory, right? And he was like the highest ranking civilian you can be in the United States Air Force. Right. And he's in charge of this whole scientific library or not library, uh, laboratory, right? Hires this girl on to work in his lab with him and like like there's a ton of people that work in this lab right and they're working and they're working on the top of this is the type of shit that they're working on in this lab like super highly classified uh rocket propulsion fucking like new types of aircraft that are being invented like the type of shit that we like normal civilians shouldn't even fucking know about. Right. right. Is the type of shit that they're working on in this place, right? He hires this chick, brings her in. She is literally a prostitute. A prostitute is what she okay. is. Nice. Never even graduated high school. But she's hot as fuck. Okay, Uh hires her in, brings her into this lab and doesn't just like make her a fucking assistant or a secretary or something. No, she puts her as like the head of multiple different programs. (laughs) Right. Wow. Right. So then so then all these other people that work in this lab are all like. Who the fuck is this bitch? And yeah. why can't she do anything? Right. Like literally the complaints about her were she doesn't know how to use use word processor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She let alone anything else on the computer. She can't right. she can't even write a coherent email to anybody. Like you can't even read it because it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. 
So, so this, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Right. And, and this for almost a year, this is going on and he puts her in charge of several different programs, like fucking scram jets. And like, it's just like, damn <laughs> intense shit. Right. Right. And she's like in charge of these programs. So, so the guy, unfortunately passes away. Okay. Uh-huh. HR who's been like fighting with this chick for a year to get like, cause they needed like her, like what's your degree in? What college did you go to X, Y, and Z? Right. And she's not giving them any information. Right. right. So guy passes away. I think he was in like a car wreck or something. They, they go in, then the guy who's like next man up, right, comes in uh-huh. and starts looking at everything and starts talking to everybody. And they're all a ton of people bring up this chick. Like, why is she? And she seems like she doesn't know anything, right? So he goes and investigates into her background and who she is. And she's like legit, like a 31 year old prostitute. (laughs) And when they like the investigation team goes to the guy who died, they like interview his, I think it's like his brother-in-law or one of his best friends or somebody like that. Like a you to me. Right. Right. And the guy tells them, the guy tells the investigation team, like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember him talking about her. Yeah, he totally just hired her because he thought that she was super hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, he saw her, like, he literally saw her on the street, pulled up to her and was like, hey, do you want a real job? <laughs> like, do you want... <laughs> You never know. This could be her opportunity. <clears throat> She might end up being one of the greatest minds the world has ever seen. Apparently not. She can't even use word. Yeah. Well, she's got to learn, you know, I guess there's a learning curve, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she could have some great ideas. We don't know. We don't know. She's like, how does the mouse work? Do I fit the whole thing in my mouth or, uh, right. (laughs) (laughs) But dude, it made me think like, so I'm reading this and it made me think. Like how many times have I worked at a company where I had a supervisor over me or like not even the supervisor, but like the head of the fucking warehouse or the head of the someone who did not deserve to be there and they were completely underqualified and they just knew someone or knew how to suck someone's dick off to get not saying it was a female. I'm just saying like we all know people that have been there. You're like, you are blowing the boss. Cause there's no reason you were there. Yeah. Like how the fuck did you ever get a job in charge of anybody? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm standing up because I'm like, yes, I know tons of people where I'm like, how in the fuck did you get where you're out? Who's literally like, who did you fucking give head to to get to this position? Because there's no way your dumbass could have gotten here on your own. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 And then and then you read stories like that, and it's like, God, well, there you go. That's how right. this shit happens. It's it really is about who you know. Cause I couldn't tell you 
how many jobs I've had where it's like, we're all like, everyone is like, don't, don't promote that person. And everyone's going, don't do it, but they get promoted. And then the boss like, what? They seem cool. I'm like, yeah, because they suck up to you and they're your best friend. And now right. they're horrible people. <laughs> right. And now we, and now everybody else has to deal with the consequences of your yeah. stupid actions. Right. So yeah. you're a shitty boss for making a shitty decision. Yeah. Basically. Anyways. Uh, I, anyways, I, I had to tell you about that before we got off here. Anyway. Yeah, that, that was good. <laughs> so I guess all I have to say left on this is if you're looking for a job, <laughs> you better, you better sweet talk them. Cause it's not about what you know, it's who you know. So basically it goes with our mantra. If you're in the skillet, you need to stay cheesy and keep it greasy. Flip on out. Well, I know it gets better, but it won't get better Keeps raining in my head, I blame it all on the weather Wanna drive all night with my headlights off This next one I wrote's for the radio So you can hear my voice when you are not at home Like when you're out getting stoned and I set my smile on a windowsill Keep singing my song like a whippoorwill In the morning, babe, when the sun comes, I'll be gone Can you feel, can you feel that fire Burning like acetylene right through my prison wall Can you feel, Lord, can you feel that fire Burning like acetylene Right through my prison walls
driving me insane And you can't take that away Well, my mama always told me, son, you're doing real well You don't get better, you're going straight to hell Well, daddy was a good man, yes, sir, he helped me change my way